0: And from the Gospel according to Luke chapter 3, beginning in verse 15. As the people were in expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Christ. John answered them all saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now, when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Be to God. There, are, um, <clears throat> there are moments in the Scriptures that are so big uh, and so tightly condensed that you can look at them and everything is there. Like the nativity. When Christ is born, the one from on high coming low to the manger to be received in a feeding trough to be received by us. All the creatures have gathered around, so the animals are present. Uh, The shepherds, so Israel, Jewish shepherds are there. Also the kings from the east, so Gentile uh, and and rich rulers are present, and they all come and worship Christ. The star in the heavens above points to the angels. Um, Everything is present. Christ even is wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in the manger just like He will be wrapped in grave clothes and placed in the tomb. But here finally is God with us. It's It's just so full. We can look at it and really see everything. The baptism of the Lord is like this, in that there's so much going on. It's it's called a theophany, which is sort of an unveiling, a revealing of who God is. You could look at other events in the life of Christ, the transfiguration, all all the feast days of the church, the high days where we remember a particular moment in His life or the cross or the resurrection of Easter, and so on, the giving of the Spirit at Pentecost, one who's coming, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Right, That's Pentecost, isn't it? Um, so there are moments like this, but there are also kind of moments in your life which sometimes are, they're, they're trying to contain or they, or they bear the weight of more than you can actually receive in a moment. Like you, you ever said, I need a moment to think about this. It's like that. And so this morning's sermon is a little different. Um, it's, it's a little shorter. So there's the, the gift of worship, right? <clears throat> but it's also um, trying to, you know, sometimes there's three points and some, you know, some teaching, instruction, and connection to your present life, hopefully. What, what I'm trying to do this morning is, is to take this event, this baptism of Jesus, and connect it and show how it gathers in all of Israel's history, but then also give little bits. Uh, little examples, perhaps, of, of moments that you might have some relationship to in life that are kind of more than you can receive in a given moment. Because that's what's happening at the baptism. So it's sort of that, that framework in mind, I, you know, I, I've written something that I want you to kind of just, just hear um, and to allow the images, so you're hearing, but also seeing the images contained. So with that hope in mind, uh, let's pray. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, You are good. Your steadfast love endures forever. Your faithfulness to each generation. We have come this day eager to hear Your voice, O Lord. The voice which is strong. The voice which is over the waters. The voice which causes the cedars of Lebanon to break, but also the deer to give birth. We want to hear Your voice. We who have gathered in Your temple, also crying glory. As we reflect this morning upon Your baptism, Lord Christ, we pray that as we see You stepping into the water, we might also receive as Your body the anointing of Your Spirit. We pray that we might also hear the voice of Your Father speaking to we, His children, adopted in You, Words that indeed you are you are pleased with us. For Christ's sake. Amen. <clears throat> so, splash of water. And everything real appeared. Jesus had come to the Jordan to be with sinners. That's what he liked to do a lot. John, the locust-eating prophet, was willing to baptize him so as to fulfill all righteousness. And so the Nazarene, the man from Nazareth, stepped into the water. Where's my echo? Water. Wait it out a little bit deeper. 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 (laughs) I say you should start every sermon with a joke, which I rarely do, but Michael singing is the joke, so feel free to laugh. He stepped into the water. He waded out a little bit deeper until His feet reached down and down and down so that His toes gently curled around the depths of everything and held the universe fast. And then it happened. There, even from the depths, the glory of the Most High was revealed and people encountered the triune God whose presence reaches not only down, but also up and up and up until His majesty fills and holds reality even to the heights of everything. From the depths to the heights, God disclosed His unique presence which stands behind everything, giving life and light to all things. As the water splashed, reality appeared. It was a moment pregnant with more than it could contain. You know, sort of like that moment in the hospital when a mother's cries fall silent and new, fresh infant cries begin, turning racking pain into sacrificial joy, momentary tears into a far more permanent laughter. To experience something like that is is to gasp, shaken to the core by the wonder of it all. Something new. A creation. Water breaks. And life appears. Beautiful, new, and full of grace. Jesus stepped into the Jordan. Water splashed. A new creation. Water splashed. Reflecting in its surface the light from above. Water and sky came crashing together now in a marriage of heaven and earth joined in a revealing moment of covenant love. You know, sort of like when a husband and wife of 70 years steal a glance across the kitchen table in the morning light. One life reflected in the other and smile at one another. Revealing hearts practiced in the art of forgiveness. And minds still curious to know what unlearned quality they might find in the other today. A purifying life together. Flooded by grace, you might say. Followed by the refracted and reflecting rainbow light of covenant promise which starts now and lasts until forever. Water splashed creation. A new one. It splashed again. A covenant promise. One that sees heaven and earth joined together. God and people bound. Starting now and lasting until forever. When Jesus stepped into the Jordan and heaven opened, And the voice of the Father echoed off those cedar-kindling trees of Lebanon. Sparks flew, and those within earshot danced with joy to the sound of everything real. When the water splashed and reality appeared, the Spirit descended in the gentle resting of the dove upon the shoulder of the Savior pointing him with widespread wings now into the desert where he would learn to trust. You know, sort of like when you stood trapped in a moment in time, unable to see a way forward, determined not to go back, but still stuck and with no way out. And, And then you felt the gentle breeze begin to blow. And it tugged at you and tugged and tugged until you stumbled forward and discovered the water splashed around you. But you weren't drowning. No. Because the waters had parted. And you walked on dry ground and where there was no way, suddenly a way had appeared and you found yourself pointed finally, mercifully, gracefully in the right direction, carried along by those widespread wings into a new creation, into a new covenant, into a new future as the water splashed as reality appeared. When Jesus walked into the Jordan, and the water splashed, and the heavens opened, and the unapproachable sandals descended to the lowest place, and the cedar-snapping voice of the Father spoke from highest heaven. All of Israel's historical purpose and calling was gathered up in that moment. And through Jesus, then offered to God. And as Israel's entire history and calling were gathered in and offered up, so too was it made available to the whole world. Here, as Jesus steps in and the water splashes, the Exodus waters parted and opened toward freedom. Here at the Jordan, the first Yeshua, translated into English, Jesus, but also Joshua. The first Yeshua Yeshua Joshua, who led the people into the promised land, was remembered as he walked into a land flowing with milk and honey. Here by the Jordan water of repentant cleansing, Israel's exile and separation from God was felt and remembered again. Like so many Ezekiel prophets sitting by the river Kabar and looking up to see a vision, shockingly, of God present with them even here where they did not expect to find Him. As water splashed and Jesus stepped in, the words of Isaiah the prophet, which Chuck just read, became clear. O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. While these words echoed in their hearts, other words echoed from heaven, spoken over Jesus, confirmed by the anointing Spirit. And the voice that spoke was the voice of the Lord, the same one Edwinna spoke of in the 29th Psalm. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness, makes the deer to give birth, and strips the forest bare, and in His temple all cry, Glory. All cry, Glory, as the water splashes. Because Jesus is with us the beloved Son. All cry glory because with Him comes a new creation, a final exodus, an entry into the high country of the promised kingdom of God where there is milk and honey. All cry glory because with Jesus in the water, your exile is over. Because even here He joins you. With Jesus in the water, your whole history, not just Israel's, your entire history is gathered in and transformed and offered up now interpreted through the whole history of Jesus Christ your lord who stands in for you and who bids you now again today january 9th 11:45 the Baptism of the lord sunday To join him in the water. To join him in the water. So that it might splash upon you as well. Step into the water, he says. Wade out a little bit deeper. Deeper. And do not be afraid. Because Jesus says, I have called you by name, by name. You are mine. I'll be with you. When you pass through the waters, they will not overwhelm you. Do not be afraid. I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Jesus has come to the Jordan to be with sinners. And then we stepped into the water and everything real appeared. And at the creating and recreating, making and remaking center of it all, there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.